0: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I am your host, The Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at TheFellowKGB. And today we're rolling along here in the NFC West. We're wrapping up. This is our last division, so I'm super excited to to wrap up this uh, little segment I've been doing here. It's June 27th, about 5 o'clock in the evening. And uh, yeah, we're we're moving on here. We just covered the Cardinals. If you haven't checked that out, you can check that one out after this. And uh, we're going to be looking at the Los Angeles Rams here. So we're on a screen share here at the fantasyfellowship.com. Uh My team, my team's tab here. I just scrolled down and I took the Los Angeles Rams and uh, we're starting off here with head coach, Sean McVay, offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell and defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. If we look here at what the, the, the Rams have been doing the last few years, we see Sean McVay, I think it's his fourth year here. He's been the offensive coordinator for a while. And I think this is the first year where he's, he's, allowed someone else to be, you know, given that title. So Kevin O'Connell will be the guy here. Let me just enter that in here. K.O. Rosie O'Donnell. Okay, I'll spell that right later. Uh, So anyways, Sean McVay last year, the Rams really struggled. Their offensive line uh, was not very good. Uh, Jared Goff was inconsistent at best. Uh, And this team really suffered, you know, from poor defensive play. Offensive line play injured Todd Gurley everything was just kind of suppressed there But they did end up winning nine and you know nine games going nine and seven. So it's a good team We should expect a little bit of a better uh, Offensive performance this year Brandon Cooks is gone So we'll see how they decide to replace him. as well as Todd Gurley is gone So they did draft a rookie who will get to in a bit But let's start with the quarterback room Jared Goff backups are John Walford uh, Bryce Perkins and Josh Love. It's all about Jared Goff here if anything happens to Goff, this team's in trouble and they'll have to sign Cam Newton. So uh, that's how that's going to go. But anyways, looking at what Jared Goff did last year, uh, from a fantasy perspective, if we filter here, and we look at four point passing touchdowns, uh, Jared Goff was quarterback 13. So he was, you know, just on the fringe of being a trustworthy guy every week. Uh, He did average 15 and a half fantasy points per game, he threw for 4,638 yards. And the problem was the 22 touchdowns to 16 interceptions. So he was among one of the league's worst at interceptions. Um, he did offer two touchdowns rushing, but he's not going to get us any yards on the ground. He only had 40 all last year on 33 rushing attempts. So Jared Goff, everything's with his passing attack. If we look at his balance here from a you know week to week perspective, um, I mean his his highs are pretty nice. You know he can get in the 20s pretty easily. But it's these, he had a meltdown, you know, in the middle of, I think, December, October, end of October, early November, where he just hit a couple of really tough defenses at Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Baltimore, and they just got buzzsawed. Uh, so a 3.7, a 5.2, and a 4.4, we can't have that from our starting quarterback. And then he did have a 1.1 against San Francisco. So four absolute disaster games. If you look at what he did the years before, he didn't really have any of those. He had one against Chicago. Um, so he's prone to some really low lows, but his highs are pretty, pretty nice. Uh, you know, he offers two to three touchdowns for the most part every week. Uh, so I like Jared Goff, but I don't think we can trust him as a, as a quarterback one this year. He looks great as your QB two and super flex. I think that's a fine move. Um, but if you're, if you're banking on Jared Goff, you know, in a standard one QB league, I think I'd rather look, uh, somewhere else. Uh, a guy like Ryan Tannehill might be a better bet, uh, at that, at that you know, kind of standard league. So I like Jared Goff. Uh, He's, you know, thrown around 4,600 yards the last two years, but he did drop off massively in touchdowns last year. That should tick up a little bit. I think I have him thrown about 28 touchdowns this year. And then he's really got to manage those interceptions. So, um, I mean, if you look at his fantasy points per game here, 17 points per game in 2017, and then a spike up to 19, and then down to 15 and a half, I would expect him to be somewhere you know, in the 17 points per game range uh, where he's going he's gonna to be, you know, a top 15 quarterback most likely on volume. And we'll see if he can kind of correct some of the things that went wrong last year. But um, I guess with Goff, we're going to skip the running backs and we're going to go right to the receiver positions. Brandon Cooks is no longer with the team. So we're looking at Cooper Cup and Robert Woods being the head honchos. Holding down the fort, guys behind them are Josh Reynolds. I think he's the third or fourth year player. Uh, Van Jefferson, a rookie that they drafted. Greg Dortch is here. Nasimba Webster, Ernest Edwards and a couple other guys just trying to make the team. But uh, I mean, outside of Cooper cup and woods who are both, you know, wide receiver one threats, uh, Josh Reynolds is an interesting guy to keep an eye on Van Jefferson, the rookie they took in the second round 57th overall. And I guess uh, that's a pretty high draft pick for a receiver. So he might be the potential air replacement for Cooper cup when he, I think he's going to be leaving in free agency. I don't know if they have the money to pay Cooper cup. So Van Jefferson's a really good, interesting guy uh, in dynasty leagues, but as far as redraft this year, it's all about Cooper cup and Robert Woods. So let's just look at what those two did last year. And this is with, um, Brandon cooks, you know, being on the team, but we see Cooper cup led the team in receptions with 94, uh, 134 targets, 1161 yards and 10 touchdowns. Uh, so Cooper cup is the main, you know, target near the goal line red zone option. So that's super intriguing. Uh, He's probably gonna lead the team in touchdowns again this year I would bet and then if you look at what Robert Woods did Robert Woods gets a little bit more You know carries on the ground. He's one of the best, you know rushing receivers in the league. He had 17 carries 115 yards and a touchdown and then he did catch 90 passes He led the team in targets with 139 and then 1134 yards and only two reception touchdowns, which is weird so I have a feeling Robert Woods is going to be able to, to score more than three touchdowns this year. If we look at where these guys finished uh, in PPR leagues last year, this will give us a good look at where they might be finishing this year. Keep in mind, Brandon Cooks is gone. And yeah, Cooper Cup finishing as the wide receiver four. And Robert Woods is the wide receiver 14. I, I would expect Cooper Cup's numbers to drop down a little bit. I think 10 touchdowns is tough to repeat. And uh, I mean, towards the end of last year, they really started to to phase you know, two tight end sets into the offense, but Cooper Cup finished really strong. He had some really bad games here. And those are the, these were all the games that Jared Goff struggled in, if you remember. So these games is, is, you know, it all the games that Goff struggled, that's where we see the dips here for Cooper Cup. But otherwise, Cooper Cup was fantastic last year. Uh, so I just, I don't know if he's going to finish as, you know, high as wide receiver four, but that's his ceiling. He's going to be a fringe wide receiver one, I think this year. And then if we look at what Robert Woods did, you know, he was actually able to manage some good games against, uh, if you look at the games that these are the games that Goff really struggled in at Pittsburgh and we see seven receptions for 95 yards. And then the other one was here at Baltimore for six receptions, 97 yards. Um, so I think Robert Woods has a little bit safer floor uh, than Cooper cup than many people think. And, and when he, when, when Robert Woods blows up, I mean, 13 receptions, 172 yards here, uh, Robert Woods, Four of his last five games were above 20 points. So I like Robert Woods in a best ball league and I, even a redraft league. I think Robert Woods, we had, I mean, last year was a career year for him uh, in terms of targets, receptions, and I guess rushing. And now uh, he, 2018, he was better in, in yards everywhere and touchdowns too. So uh, it's probably going to be a, a somewhere in between his 2018 and 2019 season. So I'm a big fan of, of Woods and Cook, Woods and Cup. So go ahead and target both those guys at their ADP. I think they're both like fringe third, fourth round picks, but I like both of them with cooks gone. It's going to be a lot of targets to these guys. So uh, both of them could be in line for career years. And then we'll see who emerges here. I'm watching the Josh Reynolds and I'm watching the C van Jefferson in training camp. So, uh, but those guys aren't on our radar. Uh, with Brandon Cooks leaving, though, it's going to open the door for the tight end room. And we got Tyler Higbee and Gerald Everett, guys that are, you know, backups are going to be the rookie Bryson Hopkins, Johnny Munt, and just a couple guys here trying to make the team. But uh, Brandon Cooks is gone. I think they're, we're going to see a lot more t- two tight end sets here with Higbee and Gerald Everett on the field with Cup and Woods and then the running back. Um, I mean, down the stretch, Gerald Everett did get hurt. And that opened the door for Tyler Higbee to get like his first extended run as a tight end one. And Higbee just took off and ran with it. If we filter here uh, by PPR, I mean, Tyler Higbee was putting up massive numbers. You know, right here, week 13 to 17, uh, four 100-yard games and an 84-yard game, no less than seven receptions. He dominated the targets, only two touchdowns, but... I mean, if you can get this production out of your tight end, holy crap, we're looking at a tight end one here, maybe a top one or two tight end of the group. Um, so a lot of people are nervous that this, you know, du- it cannot be duplicated. And I don't think it can be at this level. But, I mean, he can go off for 100 yards almost any game right now uh, going forward, I think. And, I mean, if you look at what Gerald Everett was doing uh, before he got hurt, uh, Everett did get hurt week week 13. So the first 12 weeks, we see Gerald Everett with one, two, three, four really nice big games here. And he himself had a 136 yard game, only two touchdowns, but both these guys are really, really good tight ends. And Jared Goff's going to take advantage of these guys. Uh, You see the three games here of 10 plus targets, um, a a game with seven receptions, eight receptions, five receptions. Uh, Both these guys are fantastic options at the receiving position. So, uh, I'm taking a little bit off Higby's numbers, and I'm, I'm actually boosting Gerald Everett's a little bit more than I think most people are. Uh, but I like both guys. Higby's going to be the, the number one starter that people are going to be looking for. But if anything happens to Higby, man, Gerald Everett's going to be a smash. So if anything happens, I guess either of these guys, you're going to want to pivot to the other one and bank on those guys being a top five tight end. Um, but these guys could be you know, trading off big weeks as defenses focus on Higby one week or Everett the next week. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how the Ram, uh, the Rams, you know, kind of reinvent their offense with these two really good receiving tight ends, Cooper Cup and Woods. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. If you look at where I finished, my projections, I think, uh, I think I had Higby a lot higher at first and then I, I knocked him a little bit, but I have him here at tight end eight. And I think he's, I think I'm going to move him up a little bit by like maybe three or four points to get ahead of Blake Jarwin here. Uh, So I see Higby as, you know, a top seven tight end, a top five tight end, you know, at best. And I think that's going to be interesting. And then I'm looking down here, Gerald Everett, I have down here as the 25th overall tight end. I have him getting 460 yards, three touchdowns and 41 receptions. So I don't think that's too crazy. Uh, And then I did end up with Higby getting 67 catches, 715 yards and five touchdowns. So I like both guys and I think it's going to be a fun offense to watch how they, they spread the ball. But uh, let's get to the running back room. I think that's the most interesting position on the Rams this year without Todd Gurley. They drafted Cam Akers out of Florida State with the 52nd pick overall. They had two second-round picks you see here in the 50s. So Cam Akers out of Florida State, Malcolm Brown's back, Daryl Henderson, former second-round pick from last year, John Kelly's still around, and then some guys trying to make the team. But uh, if you remember from last year, Malcolm Brown was kind of the, the red zone uh, touchdown vulture and then Daryl Henderson really didn't get any run at all. So I'm not really sure we're high on Daryl Henderson anymore. And I think this is going to be Cam Akers' backfield. Now he's played behind some pretty bad offensive lines at Florida State, and he's not really stepping into like an, an elite offensive line. It's not even an average offensive line for the Rams. But, I mean, just thinking about what he did with, with Florida State, Cam Akers can come in and be a pretty successful back. He's not going to put up Todd Gurley numbers, but there could be rushing touchdowns and there could be passes up for grabs. And we know they like to throw the ball to the running backs. And I don't think Malcolm Brown's catching passes. I don't know if they even trust Daryl Henderson to do that. So Cam Akers has a lot of opportunity that if he comes in and looks the part right away, he could end up surprising a lot of people. So I've been moving him steadily up my, my boards, you know, an inch or two every time I come in to open him up. But I have him being the bell cow back this year. I don't even know if I like the word bell cow because it's really hard to predict what they're going to do. But I, I ended up giving Cam Akers 185 rushing attempts, 30, 30 receptions on 44 targets. I got him scoring eight touchdowns. And I, I mean, I gave Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown a combined 160 carries. And I, I don't even know if I feel good about that. I might lower some of these guys' numbers and give them end up giving them more to Cam Akers. Uh, so at the moment right now, I'm admitting that I'm low on Cam Akers, and he still came out my running back scores, uh, running back 26. So I think the next time I go in and I edit these, he's going to probably shoot up into the, you know, he's going to probably be in the the 19 to 20 range for running backs. I'm probably going to add up quite a bit of points to him. So uh, I like Cam Akers. I like the Rams offense for fantasy is going to be one of those teams that we're going to have to make sure you you pick a guy. Because I think it's pretty easy to see how they're going to move the ball. Jared Goff's going to throw to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. He's going to hit Higby and then he's, they're going to run the ball and throw the ball to whatever running backs on the field. So I think that's going to be Cam Akers. So those are the staples of the offense. And uh, let's just take a quick look at the the rest of the draft class. They did have a lot of guys here. So they started with running back receiver. And then we see them dive into to defense here with the edge rusher from Alabama, Terrell Lewis, another safety here out of Utah, Terrell Burgess, another safety Jordan Fuller out of Ohio state, a linebacker, a kicker and a guard. So, a uh, pretty well-balanced draft here. I think they addressed pretty much every position that they wanted to. And uh, I guess a guy to keep an eye on for me in Dynasty would be Bryson Hopkins out of Purdue. If they can't re-sign Gerald Everett or Tyler Higby, He's Higbee, he's going to be a guy that steps into a bigger role in a year or two. So uh, keep an eye on Bryson Hopkins, tight end out of Purdue. And then off-season additions, we see edge rusher Leonard Floyd from Chicago, Austin Blythe, uh, defensive tackle Aushon Robinson, and then they re-sign some of their guys. So uh, the Rams, 9-7 and seven last year. I like what they did this offseason, and it's going to be kind of fun to see how Sean McVay decides to, to make this offense something a little bit different than what we've been used to. So uh, that's the big challenge with the Rams is transforming the identity, and uh, we'll see if they can pull it off. So that's going to do it, though, for the Los Angeles Rams. If you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment, like the video, subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening on any of the podcasting platforms, I highly recommend checking us out on YouTube. Uh, But if not, leave us a rating, a review. Any of that would be greatly appreciated. And uh, yeah, thanks for your time. And uh, we'll see you in another video. Peace.